What is going on, you guys? I'm Ronnie. N wow, and that's Todd snoozing. Oh my gosh. And this is Amanda. <laughs> and this is Ground Zero. <laughs> what does that sound like? Ground Zero. We're back. Uh, yeah, what you guys heard, that is Todd laying on Amanda's lap, snoozing away. Yep. I mean, he's out. He sleeps all day. <laughs> yep. Um, Alright, so tonight's episode, we're going to be talking about cryptids, and specifically crawlers. If you don't, crawlers. <laughs> if you don't know what a cryptid is, it's kind of like Bigfoot or the Mothman, uh, stuff like that. Crawlers. Crawlers. Mothman. Wendigos. Tons of different cryptid species. But tonight, species. crawlers. <laughs> uh, we both got some uh, pretty creepy stories. Uh, I think Amanda's going to go first with hers, and then we'll kind of go back and forth. Okay. So the first one is called Crawler slash Skinwalker Encounter in Colorado. Ooh. This is their first experience. Okay. I should mention that I never heard of skinwalkers before getting stationed in Colorado. When I did, I didn't know what to make of them, and I used to talk about them as a joke with my friends. The first experience I had, I took one of my buddies up to the San Isabel National Forest, which I've been through many times before in the day. We drove out there around 9 p.m. and rode some trails out to the heart of the forest, looking for skinwalkers. But really, I was just screwing with him and going for a ride on the trail. At the turnaround point, I got the cliché feeling that I was being watched. I was driving with my backup camera on the whole time. The trail was a bit dusty, but I started to notice an almost man-like shape running behind the vehicle from a distance. Oh my god. I didn't say anything at first because I thought maybe it's just me. So I stopped for a minute and asked my friend if he saw anything in the camera and he described the same thing. That's not good. Then we rolled down the windows and listened for, um, for any movement outside. With nobody else in the 250-square-mile forest, we both heard a little boy, maybe five or six years old, cry out, Help! Mm -mm. And our heads snapped towards each other, and he said, Drive! We kept moving back on the trail and seeing the thing in my camera, standing as tall as the spare 35-inch tire on my lifted Jeep while running on all fours. Oh. oh my god, no. Uh-uh. Nope. Oh my god. When we got to the fork in the trail that turns back the way we came in, I decided to turn and head back because I was curious and wanted and wanted a definitive interaction. So they wanted to interact with this thing? I guess, because he's always heard about it but never really believed in it, so he finally saw one 
Mm. It's like, okay. It's like, wait a second. I need to see if I'm actually seeing what I'm seeing. Yeah. Mm -mm. I gotta be sure. <laughs> My buddy wasn't interested in proving that there was anything like that in these woods, but I was driving. After a few minutes, he starts groaning loud like he was hurt and covering his face. When I asked him what was wrong, I get hit with a sensation of absolute dread and sensory overload. When I was younger, I practiced black magic, and I can say with absolute certainty that it felt like a demonic presence. My eyes were tearing uncontrollably, and I could hardly breathe or speak, at which point I turned around on the trail and we left for good. Still with a clear humanoid shape tailing us out of the woods. He later told me he heard something make a noise out of his window that started like a low gurgling but raised into a loud scream just like a howler monkey. Uh uh. And only he heard it. Oh my god. So uh, it was in a way it was like it was calling on mm -hmm. him. Mm -hmm. It was like messing with both of them individually. I never heard anything, but the sensation was overbearing and physically crippling. After getting back on the road and stopping for gas, we found muddy handprints on the rock guards and tire gate of my Jeep. It was spotless before leaving, and they actually included pictures here. Oh, so. nice. That's, um, well, for those watching on YouTube, you can see the handprint on the rock garden. That's freaking creepy. Yeah. And they said it was, like, big, and it was, like, running on all fours. Yeah. After them. Yep. That would be absolutely terrifying. Okay, so their second encounter... A few weeks later, I took some more friends out there, minus one of them for, from the first trip. <laughs> yeah, he was like, I'm out, I'm He's done, like, I'm not oh, coming back. Oh, you're crazy. Yep. Yep. <laughs> I don't blame him. I mean, I don't know, I might go back because it's kind of like a crazy experience, I guess. But the, I don't know. I yeah. guess it just depends on the intensity. Sorry if you hear the background noise. It doesn't really seem like we have insulation in this house, so there's, like, loud cars driving by. <laughs> so you might hear it. I don't know. It's just, for me, I think I would go back, but then at the same time, I don't know if I would. Yeah. I, I guess it would have to be in that moment. Yeah. And if you, like, really wanted to experience that again. Yeah. Like, seeing some kind of cryptid, you know something that you normally wouldn't see like a lot of people don't experience that so it's like yeah. a once in a lifetime thing but at the same time but then he was the one happen yeah you. and he was like hearing more things than the other guy yeah so yeah that could be why he didn't want to return we went out on what you would call an armed expedition there were five of us this time and we were all armed with two rifles, 12 gauge, and sidearms. After driving down the same trail and having a few odd experiences such as hearing movement in the dark, 
glowing red eyes. There's the red eyes again. Yeah. That we keep hearing about. And some heard singing. We decided to dismount and walk on foot. This is around October and early for snow. But as soon as we got out of the vehicle, it starts snowing. Almost a whiteout. That's freaking weird. Yeah. Maybe 50 meters down the trail, we hear movement of something really big on our right side in the trees. And to me, it sounded like it could be a moose. So it's big. 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 One of the guys finds a stick teepee off the trail, and we checked it out for a bit. There were some weird bundles of sticks tied to the tree branches, but we kept moving. One guy in our group who wasn't convinced and thought these creatures were BS tries to be Mr. Bad Guy and walked ahead of the group with just my 12 gauge and no flashlight. When I hear that movement in the woods again, I call everyone into a circle in case we got charged by a bull moose. He starts yelling, What the heck is that? Give me some light. And we shined a handheld spotlight in the direction he's holding his shotgun. He tells us to go back right now and hurry, never lowering his weapon. I pretty much had to herd him back, watching all directions, and a few times situating ourselves for confrontation as we heard noises and more movement of something tearing through the trees, circling us from multiple directions. When we made it out of the woods and began mounting back up in the jeep, he told me that he saw a big, pale, skinny creature just sitting there ahead of us on no. the trail. Mm -mm. He said it had some thin, scraggly hair on its head, and he thought it, it was a log till it turned its head and looked at him in the light. We heard a few faint screams from the woods before departing. After these two, I took a few more trips out there in similar armed groups. Aside from similar noises and others, like the sounds of chains jingling and some responses to our whistling, there were no other interactions. When I would whistle into the woods nearby, the woods would whistle back. No, bro. Oh, man. I went to continue studying these creatures, though I'm back in Florida now. I'm hoping to find some here, as I've read on Reddit, there are encounters in Florida. If anyone has any insight or experiences, please feel free to DM me and share. Wow. So... That's, um, competitive-treat-588. That's crazy. Yeah. Competitive treat. And, you know, I'm wondering, okay, so let's think about this. It's got the red eyes that we've been hearing about. That's what I was just about to say. And it just randomly popped into my head about the White Screamer in White Bluff, Tennessee. Mm -hmm. And it talks about this thing like screaming in the woods. So is the, the White Screamer a crawler? Same thing, yeah. Yeah. So some people commented on his post saying um, this is a type of crawler called the long-haired crawler. Oh, so there's different, like, types of them. Also known as the Penelope. Okay. I didn't know. Yep. So now we know. It's like the type of crawler that's out there 
in that western area. Okay. So maybe the white screamer is some type of crawler too. Yeah. Interesting. And they also were saying like they're creepy and they like to mess with people, but they don't harm anyone. Okay. Now the white screamer. Uh, the white screamer is a different story. Well, that's just what they think. That's what they've heard, I guess. Yeah. So we should do one about the white screamer sometime. Yeah. See how like similar they are. Yeah. So did you have one? I do have one. Let me see here. Okay, are you ready? Mm-hmm. This one is titled, I Believe I Encountered a Monster in the Woods. Uh-oh. And the thought scares me to this day. Well, yeah. Yeah. I bet. Mm-hmm. This happened when I was in middle school. Okay. I'm about to graduate high school now. I still remember every detail to this day. When I was younger, my mother sent my siblings and I to this cute little summer camp in the mountains. It was one week in the middle of nowhere. No cell service, no quick way to reach anyone, and we were miles and miles away from the nearest town. This happened in my third year attendance. The way these campsites were set up goes as follows. You were split by gender and age group. Each campsite had four cabins with three I'm sorry, with five raised beds in each and one lean-to for the camp counselor. So in your cabin, you've got four buddies that you get to know fairly well throughout the week. There's also no bathrooms at the campsites, so if you have to go, you need to go get the toilet paper from your counselor and go into the woods. We were about 12 at the time, so we always went with a buddy. This one night, a girl in my cabin, who I had become pretty close to throughout the week, was just talking with me in the dark of our cabin, pretty much about nothing. Just two kids who couldn't sleep, so opted to stay up until we were able to fall asleep. Well, eventually she tells me that she has to go to the bathroom and ask if I'll go with her. So I say, yeah, no biggie. And we go to get our flashlights and sandals and hike up to get some toilet paper and then go back past our cabin and ours was the furthest out on the edge of our campsite and a good 20 feet from the other cabins. So it was a bit of a ways into the woods. I stand on the path while she goes up into the trees to do her business. Again, we're only 12 and it's cold and we're afraid, so she asked me to keep talking to her so that she doesn't freak herself out. So we're talking about nothing and I'm doing that little step dance that you do when you're cold I'm swishing my flashlight around to see if I could find anything cool. I almost never go up to the mountains and wanted to know if there would be anything cool like cool plants or animals that I could see out in the distance. And I stop myself as my light lands about 13 feet away from me, dead in my tracks. To this day, I don't know what else to describe it as other than that one creepy pasta creature, the rake. I know how childish that sounds, but that's the only comparison in my head. Well, the rake is pretty much a crawler. Yeah, I mean, when you look it up, they basically look identical. Like the rake is like fake or whatever, but it looks exactly like a crawler. Yeah, and I think that's probably where they got the inspiration from was a crawler. Yeah. 
It looked like a freakishly lanky, extremely decrepit, pale, hairless person. I could only see its head, shoulders, and from its forearms to its fingers that stretched out as if it was crawling down the path. So just imagine that. The lights on it, and it's just stretching its arms out like it's crawling. Mm-hmm. It had long, spindly fingers that seemed to sharpen at the end. I don't really know if I was looking at nails or claws or if its skin was stretched out like that. Its head was pointed slightly downward, and I would later figure that it was as if it was trying to avoid the light beam, but I could still see its eyes. Eyes that still make me shiver if I think about it today. Large black eyes. I don't know if it was if they were extremely dilated or if its eyes were just black, but it was like the eyes themselves bulged out of its head. I was too scared to shine my light away any further, and I could see one of its hands slowly creeping towards me. I was petrified in my spot, and I didn't move my light off of it once I saw it. I didn't know what to do in that scenario. I wasn't going to just leave the girl there if it actually was something that might have hurt us. I told her to hurry up. She asked why my voice was so shaky, and I remember saying, I don't want to freak you out. It's probably nothing. I'll tell you when we get back to the cabin. (laughs) I'm sure that freaked you out. Oh, yeah, definitely. I don't want to freak you out, but we got to go. Yeah, I mean, if she's not peeing now, she's definitely peeing. Yeah. Oh, man. And she says, but when you are done, just tell me, and we're going to make a run for the cabin. You know, it's a good thing they're staying in a cabin and not a tent. Yeah. Could you imagine? Like seeing that and then... Seeing that and then being in a tent. Yeah. Your only safety is just zipping yourself up in a tent. Yeah. It's no. Like just Mm-mm. a thin piece of fabric between you and yeah. the outside. That literally takes nothing to just claw your way into. Mm-hmm. And this thing has claws. Yeah. But that really made her move. I felt bad for scaring her, but I myself was terrified. I heard her say, done. And I just told her to run. I spun around, finally taking my light off of it, and sprinted so quickly that I caught up with her in seconds. This may have just been my heartbeat pulsing in my ears, but I was so sure I could hear it behind me. So she's thinking, like, it's chasing her. She could, like, hear that thumping Mm -mm. like it's coming after her. Yeah. We were moving so quickly that we slipped a bit on the leaves in front of our cabin door. I remember two of the girls waking up when the door slammed behind us as I fumbled with the hook that would lock the door. I don't really know how I thought that that would help. My friend was freaking out now, asking me what I saw and practically begging me to tell her that I was just pranking her. I couldn't say anything though, as I had began to have one of the worst panic attacks in my life. My breathing became audibly labored and someone got up to go get our counselor, which is what got me to start talking again. She got about halfway to the door before I said no, and that was what made everyone more freaked out. Eventually, our counselor heard us and came to our cabin. Someone opened the door for her, and she came in, wanting to know why I was crying so viciously and why everyone was panicked. I was able to piece together a coherent enough sentence that she got the gist of it. Obviously, she didn't believe me. I mean, would you? 
Yes, I would. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Why don't people, like, why would she make that up? Yeah. Like, make a whole scene and, and be absolutely have this terrified. Huge and panic attack like that. Yeah, no. No one's gonna make that up. No, not to that point, no. But she finally gave up on trying to convince me when she offered to go with me to confirm that there was nothing there, and I only cried harder. Yeah. I slept in that lean-to with her for the rest of the week. So that would be absolutely, like, terrifying, terrifying. Yeah. Especially being young like, young like, young like that. that? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Twelve years old, and you're, like, out in the woods. And you see that. Yeah. And then you gotta go back to a cabin and trust to either. Yeah, and then try to sleep that night mm-hmm. and the rest of that week because yeah. you can't just leave knowing that that thing's out there. I'm surprised they didn't call their parents. Like, come pick me up from this place. I don't know. I would have. Yeah. Like, um, I need to come home now. Yeah. There's something creepy in these woods and I'm not staying. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe they didn't allow them to call their parents while they were there. Said there was no signal. Like, no cell signal, so what did they not have emergency? phone lines? I don't know. Well, she obviously stayed there for the rest of the week. I don't know how. I don't know. Maybe they calmed her down. I guess. I would have just been like, the hell with this place. I'm, I'm out, guys. Yeah. See ya. You have another one? Yeah. Okay. So this is another Reddit encounter. It's called, There's Something in the Woods. There's something in the woods. Yep. Definitely. Yes. (laughs) This caught me off guard as I had never heard of Glimmer Man or Wendigo or Crawlers before. Okay. Now I haven't read too much into this topic as I have a lot going on. But I soon realized that this ties into just about everything that has happened since we moved in a year ago. I'm going to start with the seemingly unrelated incidences that have been leading up to this most recent one. About a year ago, I moved my family and I to a home way out in the woods in Tennessee. That's where we are. We're in Tennessee, so holy shit. I wanted to be brief here, but I need to get this off my chest. And after looking into this matter a little more, I have a lot more details that I think will paint a clear picture in the end. So please bear with me. The nights here can be extremely loud. Between the crickets, the frogs, and the cicadas, it can be almost deafening. Yes, it can. Yes. Yeah, those cicadas are so loud yeah. in the summer. That's all you hear. Yeah. Like, I guess when the sun starts going down is when they really start. Yeah. And it's just... And they just start screaming really loud like crazy, like yeah. they're losing their mind or something. <laughs> <laughs> One night, not too long after we moved in, I had forgotten something in the car and headed outside to get it. The first thing that struck me as odd was my dog wouldn't go outside with me. And my Mm -hmm. dog goes everywhere with me, as I am her whole world. But not this night. As I held the door open, she looked out and then looked up at me like, nope. 
so I walked out and shut the door behind me. The second thing that caught me off guard was that there was not a peep. It was dead silent. Still, I shrugged this off and walked down my front steps and headed down to my car. When I had gotten about 10 feet from my car, the hairs on the back of my neck stood up. I felt as though something was watching me. I looked around but saw nothing. That's great. After I reached in my car for what I had forgotten to grab earlier, I had this feeling like something was moving towards me. I took a step back and checked around me. All of a sudden, I heard one of my hedges next to me that lined the walkway to our front door rattle. At first, I thought it was a rabbit that I had spooked, as I had seen one just earlier in the day, right where this was. A few seconds later, I heard the sound of a large rock, about the size of a cantaloupe, landing a few f feet away from me. It hit the walkway and bounced into a shrub. A large rock the size of a cantaloupe? Uh-huh. Just went flying. Just went flying. Like, right behind them and hit the sidewalk and... Okay. Rolled into the bushes. Yeah. That happens. I drew my gun and called out and said, Whoever that was is about to be shot. After a few seconds of nothing, I began to think that maybe this was some local teenagers messing with the new people. I holstered my sidearm and turned and started walking back to the front door. Almost as soon as I turned towards my house, I heard this deep panting sound. It sounded like a huge dog, but what made me nope back to the front door was that it sounded like it was right behind me. Mm-mm. Like, Right in your ear behind you. Yeah. I leaped up into the front porch and turned and drew my gun again, expecting something to be right there. But again, there was nothing. A couple weeks later, I was on the front porch at night, sitting on a bench with my wife. She got up and walked inside to get something, and as soon as she shut the door, I heard that painting sound again. I couldn't see anything yet. This sounded like it was right on top of me. The sound was coming from everywhere, and it was very loud. Mm -mm. Again, I couldn't see anything, so I noped it back inside my house. Yeah, I think it's, it's getting late. I'm going to go in. Yeah, I'm like, well, time for bed. Yeah. <laughs> now, at this point, I was questioning moving here, but after nothing else really happened, I let it go. A month or so later, it was really rainy and stormy. This I miss was, those days. Yeah. Nice stormy days. I know. We haven't had a good storm in a couple months, I Probably think. Probably a couple months. Something like that. Yeah. I love storms. Even just rain. I love when it rains. Yeah. Especially if it's like all day and yeah. you get to stay home. Okay. This is around 9 p.m. and my wife and I... We're enjoying listening to the rain and talking about how relaxing the rain is. Yes. It's like us. Oh. Uh, <laughs> it's so relaxing. Yes. Oh my God. I miss it. Me growing up in Oregon, that's where I want to move. Yes. I yes. love to live in Oregon mm -hmm. and have it rain all the time. Oh my gosh. Imagine like on the coastline in Oregon. Oh. I would love that. <laughs> That'd be so awesome. For the past 10 years, we lived in Vegas, where it would dump the entire year of rain in one day and then be bone dry for the rest of the year. Mm-mm. I'm not into that. 
No, thank you. That would be miserable. Yeah. For my wife, who grew up in Nevada, rain was such a rare thing, and she loved going outside and watching the rain. So for us, this is an enjoyable experience. Except this night in particular. Things took a weird turn. As we were sitting there talking about the rain and relaxing, my wife stops me and said, Did you hear that? I said, No. What did you hear? She said, I swear it sounded like a small child calling out for help in the woods beside our house. No, thank you. No. It's not a small child. I said, no, I didn't hear anything. It's never a small child. (laughs) After a few moments of us listening intently, she said, there it is again. I said, I didn't hear anything. Are you sure you're not just hearing things? She looked at me offended that I didn't hear anything and said, no, I'm positive. How could you not hear that? It was our son. What the heck? No, 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 no. In the woods? No. I think he's out there and got lost. I said, no, he's in the house, sleeping on the couch. We both turned around and looked through the open blinds that were right behind us, and we could see all of our kids laying there. She said, that's so weird. I swear it sounds like our son. Well, it isn't him. He's right there. Besides, I don't hear anything. Yeah, because it's almost like it's it's targeting her to lure her in the woods for some reason. Yep, because it knows, like, she's a mom and that's her maternal instincts to, like... Yeah, her child. She has to go save her child. Yeah. Yeah. She then stands up and says, Wow, he's really crying out for help. I need to go look for him. Now, at this point... If you knew my wife, you would know she's absolutely creeped out by the woods and wouldn't be caught dead walking into them during the day, much less at night during a storm. Yeah, no. I grabbed her arm and said, I've been listening intently and there's absolutely nobody calling out for help. You need to stay here. At this point, I'm getting worried about her. She was acting completely out of her character. Not to mention that at this time, she was eight months pregnant with our baby daughter. She then says, what if there is some child out there lost in the woods? I said, well, first of all, I would be able to hear them too. Secondly, there are no other kids around here for miles. And the odds of them being lost 100 feet from our house that's lit up like a Christmas tree? She then says, I know. But what if it's a kid? Before I could say anything, she stands up and starts walking towards the stairs. I jumped up and grabbed her hand again. No, you're not. Get in the house. I don't know what's going on, but you need to go inside. If it was a child out in the woods and the house was lit up like a Christmas tree, you would think that the child would see it if the sound is close enough for them to hear, then... The child would be close enough to see a brightly lit house. Especially if it's stormy and raining and you can still hear the kid crying for help. 
I mean, so the kid can obviously be able to see the house. Yeah, and then go up to it for help. This is something dark. Yeah, luring her, and he didn't hear it. Yeah. It was only her that heard it, so... Yeah, it's some kind of evil entity <laughs> trying to lure her in. Mm. She finally complies, and we both go inside. I didn't know what this was, but it freaked me out. A few months after, just as it was getting dark outside, I heard the front door to our house open, and I got up to investigate. They're the cicadas. There they are. Yeah. Probably can't hear them, but they just started chirping. Yeah. We have an autistic six-year-old twins, and we have the door set up so that they can't open it without us there. So to hear this sound, it could only be my wife. What was weird was the fact that she usually doesn't go outside without saying something to me. I walked out the front and saw my wife walking down our private road towards the drive on the side of our house. So this reminds me of paranormal activity where the lady, uh, it was kind of like she was becoming possessed yeah. and the guy would find her outside. Yep. Yeah. And she was just like in a trance, just standing there staring out. Yeah. And he couldn't get her attention. Yeah. I asked her what she was doing, and she said she was sitting on the back patio and kept hearing a baby crying out in the woods. I said, seriously? You just decided to walk off into the woods to investigate? She then looks out into the woods and says, see, there it is again. And again, I couldn't hear anything. But what I did notice is that it was completely silent out again. Mm-hmm. I told her, just like before, the chances of a baby being out in the woods outside of our house is slim. She said, what if someone left a baby out there? I said, well, if that were true, I would hear it too. Now at this point, I was really starting to worry about my wife's mental health. I actually asked her to see a psychiatrist, and she did. Now looking back, I feel really bad about knowing what I know now. A key to this moment was that my wife had just given birth to a baby girl a month before. So it's like it knows she has a baby now and it's using that to lure her. That's very creepy. A few days after this, we were out on the front porch. It's early evening and I had just mowed the lawn. Our three-year-old son was riding around in his little car in front of the house. He knows that he's not allowed outside of a certain area. He loves playing outside, but with the road behind us, about 50 feet from our front porch, we have to be careful. As we were talking, we were both keeping an eye on him. A neighbor drives by and stops to say hi for a second. This interaction took approximately 8 seconds, as all they said was how are things. We said good, and he told us that he would stop by later as his wife had something for the kids. And we said, okay, great, and he drove off. I looked over where our son was, and he was gone. I called out his name and ran over to the side of the house and could hear his car on the side drive. I scolded him for leaving the area, and he said something in his little three-year-old gibberish and pointed to the woods behind our house. I said he had five seconds to get back to the front or else and he adamantly pointed back in the direction of the woods and kept trying to tell me something. I looked off in the direction of the woods and just assumed he saw a deer or a squirrel or something, 
and wanted to see it up close. I walked him back to the front of the house and he cried the whole way there. He got really upset that I wouldn't let him go into the woods, but I just wrote it off as him being curious, and most three-year-old boys are. Now this instant isn't isolated, as our twins have done similar things, but nothing quite as extreme as this. There have been nights where we had just laid down for the night and heard a loud bang on the side of our house, on the wall just behind our bed. It was so loud that I jumped up and looked out of the window. Our floodlights had come on, but I couldn't see anything. What the heck would have done that? Yeah. Now the weird part about this was that our bedroom sits about 12 feet from the ground, as we have a full-size basement. Oh, dang. I put on my slippers and grabbed one of my 12-gauge shotguns and walked outside to investigate. It was dead silent again. The floodlight that's on the side of the house had clicked off at this point, so I walked over at the end of the deck and shined my light around the yard, but there was nothing. I walked around the house and shined the light around intently. As I approached the back side of my house, the hairs on the back of my neck stood up. It felt like someone was watching me. I shined the light up in the trees, but again nothing. I rounded the corner of my house and the first thing I noticed was that my three dogs that were in their area weren't making a peep. Now our dogs have no filter and will bark at anything, including me. So to see them all hiding with their tails between their legs, not making a peep, really had me worried. Yeah, they were terrified. Yeah, for them just to be silent. Yeah. They were like very terrified. Because even when like a dog is scared, it'll still bark at whatever it's scared at. Yeah, because it'll try to make itself seem bigger or, you know... Yeah, trying to scare it away. Right. As I kept walking, all of a sudden the crickets and the frogs started making sounds again. Crickets and the crickets and the squirrels. <laughs> it was as if someone had clicked a switch. I walked back into the house and told my wife that I hadn't seen anything. She shrugged and said, okay, as long as the dogs were okay. Due to the circumstances that night, I decided to let the dogs sleep with us. Well, yeah. <laughs> I hope so. This very same thing happened on all four exterior walls of our house. It's random and annoying, but just like this instance, every time there's nothing going on outside. So it's happened, it not only happened that night where they heard that slam against the side of their house, right? but it happened again on other nights on each side of the house. So at least four separate least, times yeah that's what the creepy. heck could it be doing like what it's trying to like instigate or something yeah like i'm outside come hey, come get me yeah come, come see what me. this is yeah. yeah what the heck oh thank you i start to think about that silence though it's like you know when like the forest goes silent when like there's a big it's predator like walking through all the critters and creatures living in the woods are like oh there's something out here. Yeah, we need to be quiet. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Something like a, is like terrified. It's like a huge predator walking through the forest. Yeah. Something. There have also been times where we were sitting in the house and I was watching a movie. My wife walked over to me and said, did you call me? I said, no. And she said, she swears she heard me call her name in her ear. <gasps> In her 
ear. Oh my god, that close? Like, ooh. Mm-mm. And you heard me calling you, but it wasn't me. But could you imagine? Like, it being in right ear. in your ear? No. Yeah. Oh my god, no. Because you heard me, like, from another room, but. Right. Oh my gosh. Mm-mm. To be right in your ear. She said that it was definitely my voice, but she didn't understand because it sounded so close. And I was a good 20 feet away from her in my recliner. The important part to this was that she was sitting at the table doing something, and the door to the backyard was open behind her. Now our back patio sits about 20 feet off the ground, and it's like a balcony as it has no stair access outside. I think the previous owner built it for barbecuing. There have been several instances where she would say she heard something whisper in her ear, but she couldn't make out the sound. Again, I kept thinking she was going crazy. But as you will see, I think all of this is tied into the final moment where things are revealed. Oh gosh. Oh my god. This is, I feel like this is going to be like intense. Yeah. The final moment. The final moment. Wow. The last thing I want to mention before we get into what just happened is that I have a shooting range built behind my workshop on opposite side of our property, next to the main road. It's kind of on a downslope, but it works perfectly for what I need it for. The range itself is cut straight into the woods, going down about 100 yards or so. When you're at the down range, you have woods surrounding you on all sides except back up to my shop. I have to say, it has always felt creepy when I'm dealing with my targets or mowing. When you are down there, it feels like you're miles from anyone. One day around 5 in the evening, I was sighting in a new rifle scope. The sun was still up, but it was starting to fade soon, so I knew this was going to be the final test. Up until this point, nothing really happened while I was making my multiple trips down the range other than this feeling of uneasiness. As I got down range, I kept getting this feeling like someone or something was watching me. I looked around but didn't see anything. As I was placing stickers over my previous shots, I heard something big off the side of me. It sounded like a large branch had snapped off a tree. Now, it's coming. It's coming after you. Yep. Now, if you've been in the Tennessee woods, you'll know that a lot of branches fall off trees randomly out of nowhere. So this is nothing new. Except this time, it was very loud and it sounded like a fresh, strong wood, if that makes any sense. I turned and looked, but again, I couldn't see anything. I started walking back up to my rifle and I swear I heard something right behind me. I turned around but saw nothing. As I started to walk again, I heard this deep growl. Oh, no. (laughs) It's there. It was really deep and loud. And what's worse is that it was all around me. I turned around facing the range and started walking backwards. Thought of some rabid dog charging out of the bushes had me freaked out. So running wasn't a good idea. I slowly walked backwards up the hill to my rifle. But nothing happened. I grabbed my rifle and sprayed the target with rapid fire, 
hoping to scare off whatever was stalking me. I left ten rounds in the mag and grabbed my rifle bag and quickly walked back up to the house. I never told my wife about this as I didn't want to freak her out. Fast forward about a year later from when we moved in and my niece was staying with us as a live-in nanny to earn money over summer break from college. We were on our way back from the store and about a mile from our house I saw two eyes reflecting in the headlights coming from a wide tree on the side of the road just ahead. It had caught my attention because they were higher than a deer but a different color and size. Just as I said, what was that, and squinted, they vanished. I had made a comment. It was almost as if it knew I could see it, and then the eyes moved. The color was kind of a golden green color, but they resembled the eyes of a large cat. It's hard to explain, but I shrugged it off as we were passing the tree and saw nothing. A few moments later, we arrived at the house. As we were getting the bags out of the car, my three-year-old son came bolting out of the house excited to see me. As I was waiting to help her carry in her bags, I heard my dog growl. Hang on. As I was waiting to help her carry in her bags, I heard my dog growl. Why do I keep saying dog? Because you're from Tennessee. <laughs> you gotta say dog. Okay. I heard my dog growl. Yeah. <laughs> I heard my dog growl. There. Not dog. <laughs> <laughs> I looked in. <laughs> I looked in the direction she was looking, at my neighbor's property across the street. Now what I saw, <laughs> I'm getting more country. What's going on? <laughs> You're from Tennessee. It's coming out. <laughs> We're in this Tennessee story, Tennessee. Yeah. Hot dog. Hot dog, y'all. <laughs> okay. Now, what I saw has kept me up all night. Up until this point, I've always been skeptical, as I had never seen anything of my own. Even with what had happened to me the year prior, I still had my doubts. Now, my street is kind of a spread-out neighborhood. Each house sits on several acres. My neighbor's house sits adjacent to my house on about an acre lot. Directly in front of my house is a wall of woods, and directly behind my house is several thousand acres of untouched forest. As I was looking across the street to my neighbor's property, I saw a large dark figure between the trees at first. The movement caught me off guard, as it looked like something big moving quickly on all fours. So all these stories, they're all saying it's on all fours. Yes, that's what makes them the crawler. Oh yeah? I guess. But they're fast crawlers. Fast crawlers. Fast creepy crawlers. Then when it came out into clear view, it stood up and walked like a man. At first, I didn't know what to make of it. It was very tall, but what was strange about it was the distance it was covering and the fact that when it was in front of his shed, I swear I could see through it. Through it? Oh. That's interesting. interesting. He was clearly walking, but moving faster than any person could sprint. So, is he describing it as in like so, it's a spirit, or that it's like... I don't know. See-through. Maybe like humanoid, like... I imagine like, uh... Translucent. 
where it's still a being, but it's translucent. Mm -hmm. So maybe it can go from invisible to invisible. In, invisible humanoids. In between, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> More importantly, there was no sound. It was like, it was like it was facing in and out of reality as it moved. Bro, it's like it's coming in and out of its own realm, its own yeah. dimension. Like slowly coming out of its realm, like becoming Seeming. visible. Yeah. I realized that it was looking directly at us. It had moved at an angle away from us to minimize its time out of the open and moving quickly as it could. Oh, and moving quickly as it could while still being silent. The hairs on the back of my neck stood up as I realized that whatever it was, was stalking us. Yeah. Oh my gosh. I told my niece to get in the house now. And I grabbed my son and booked it inside. I grabbed my AR-15 with a short scope and came back outside to see my niece still grabbing stuff out of the car. Oh my gosh. Mm. Wait a second, I need my things no. out of the car <laughs> first. Yeah. No. Um, no. Get inside. Yeah. Run. Or get in your car and leave. <laughs> leave the area. Knowing I told her firmly and clearly to get in the house, her disregard to my command annoyed me, but still I watched over her without saying a word. As she was slowly walking, she turned towards the woods across the street from my house and suddenly bolted for the house. <laughs> she, was, she was like... Like in a daze or something? Like, I don't know, maybe he he's the only one that saw it and said, get in the house, and she was like about yeah and then she turned around and was like oh that's what you're talking about yeah. took off she ran up the steps in a panic state i asked her what she saw and her face was pale as a ghost she said i heard something big in the woods walking loudly on the leaves and when i turned toward it i heard a deep guttural growl i asked her why she didn't come when i told her and she said she thought that i was talking to my son i told her what i had seen and she wanted to get a closer look to see if she could see something. I told her that it was not a good idea, and she went anyway. As she was walking down the walkway, I heard the sound of dry leaves crunching in the woods across the street. I told her to stop and come back and take the flashlight. Well, at least, if Wait. you're gonna go, take this flashlight so you can see. <laughs> Why would you let her go? I'd be just, like, no. I don't know. She just wanted to go. She was just gonna do it. Now at this point, she's about six feet away from my wife's SUV. As she turned and started walking back to me, I caught a glimpse of something gray and hairy. It bolted from behind the SUV back across the street into the woods. My porch is a raised porch, and our SUV is about six and a half feet tall. And whatever this was, it cleared about 45 feet in what looked like a single jump. <sighs> What the heck? Oh my gosh. It moved like lightning. Whatever it was, wanted my niece. It jumped behind the car, out of my line of sight, and was waiting for her. She still doubted my warnings and grabbed the flashlight and walked back toward the car. As she entered my driveway, she stopped dead in her tracks. 
leaned forward as if she could see something. I asked her what she saw. She turned and ran back to the porch with a terrified look on her face, saying, nope, 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 over and over and over again. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. That'd be me. (laughs) Nope, 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 nope. nope. My God. She's like, oh, never mind. Yeah. (laughs) Maybe I don't want to see. She said it was a figure hiding inside of a tree and that she saw its eyes. I asked her what they looked like, and she said all she could say was that they looked dull red at first, but then as she got closer, they looked dead. 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 Hmm. Like black? Maybe like so. Like blacked out? Yeah. Or like white out. I don't know. Like when you, oh. like a blind person? I don't know. Oh, yeah. Like, yeah. I said, what do you mean, dead? And she said that where the pupils were looked gray, like the way eyes look when they go blind. Yeah. Oh, there we go. Okay. (laughs) Okay. I'm a scientist. Yeah. She said it was really dark gray, and she swears she could see through it, almost like a dark cloud. What the fuck? Like the whole being? Is she talking about the whole being? She could see it? See through it like a... Like it was a cloud? Oh, like a haze. She wanted to go out again and took a step down the stairs. And as she did, it revealed itself from a tree. That's what it wants to do. I said, get inside. And I went back and locked the door. It looked like a tall human-shaped being. It was really tall and looked ominous. The next morning, we did a height comparison to the tree limb. She saw it stand over and it put its height to around nine feet tall and its eyes were about six inches apart at this point i don't know what the thing was but after doing some research i think this thing was a glimmer man slash crawler i looked to see if there had been any other sightings in the area more importantly i swear it would phase in and out almost like a shadow person or bigger and more obvious Now, I originally posted on the subreddit Bigfoot, but after doing a bunch of research, I believe this belongs here on the um, crawler. Oh, the crawler. Subreddit. Yeah. One of the things that makes this a fit was that it can communicate telepathically. This explains why everyone was hearing something that no one else could. Secondly, it has a playback-like communication. So when I heard a dog panting, it was probably one of my dogs that I had heard. So it's like it's mimicking what it hears. Oh, that's disturbing. And then when my wife was actually hearing our son crying for help. They may have heard that before. Yeah, he had recently fell and cried for help. So it was mimic. That's so creepy. That's creepy. That's super creepy. Oh my gosh. The baby crying would be our newborn baby, who she had given birth to recently, and it must have heard me call my wife's name and kept telepathically calling my wife's name with my voice. Oh my gosh, that's so creepy. What the hell? Uh, That's creepy. So it's almost like it's using these things, like it's taking sounds and mimicking it. To mm-hmm. get more prey. Yep. To lure their prey in. So it's got to be like, like watching them, though. Yeah. Like, 
seeing what makes them come to that sound. Yeah. Like the kid fell and got hurt, started crying, and then they came to the kid, so they're like, oh, I use that sound, and they'll come to me. Yeah. It's like a, a hunting with, tactic. Like him calling his wife and then her yeah. coming to him. Mm hmm. So it was watching them the whole time. Yeah. Like stalking its prey. That's so creepy. And it's in Tennessee where we are, so that's nice. That's so nice. You want to go hiking? Yeah. <laughs> Another thing that my niece had said that night was that she felt compelled to go back outside to it. She said it felt like the thing was communicating with her somehow, and it wanted her to go back outside. The more I read about this thing, the more everything that's been happening over the past year makes sense. One thing that I find extra convincing is that down the road towards the lake, there is a property that has barbed wire and has a wall of forest with no driveway. A lot of the property down our road is undeveloped, unowned land. And on one of the trees, there is a large old sign that says, Screamer lives here with an arrow pointing back into the woods. What? What the fuck? There's a freaking <clears throat> sign that says there's screamers? So like the white screamer? Oh my god. So other people have been seeing it. Yeah. Oh jeez. We're gonna have to go here. And find it? And find it. Yeah. Screamer. It makes me think that the white screamer is a crawler now. Well, yeah. It fits the description. Yeah. That, yeah. It's all the same. Yeah. The rake and the screamer. And the crawler. Crawlers. Yeah. It's all the same thing. I can't believe that there's like a sign just down the road from them that says screamer lives here. I'd have Holy to move crap. it instantly. Yeah. I'd be like, okay, time to move. Yeah. <laughs> oh my gosh. Now, I have to admit, when I first saw the sign, I laughed, thinking maybe the owner screamed at the trespassers who entered his property, and teenagers put up the sign to mess with him. Oh, yeah. I can see that, but yeah, they're probably talking about the white screamer. Yeah. The crawler. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But when I did a satellite search of our neighborhood, that entire section of road has no houses or trails or anything. And it's just pure forest for as far as the eye can see. One of the things that this thing has said to do is to make a loud scream when threatened. Now, now that you understand my story, I doubt this is the ending. The next question is what can we do? I don't want my wife or kids to disappear one day. And if there is one more than one of these things out there, this really makes the missing 411 make a whole lot of sense. Well, holy shit. Exactly. There we go. We, we are on the same exact page. Yeah, we're on the same page, man. They're all connected. Yes, absolutely. And also, like I've said before, the crawlers could be aliens. I mean, like the invisible humanoids. And they could live, like, within another realm. Exactly. So they could pull these victims like, into a different like, like dimension. Demo dogs. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Demogorgons, uh, yeah. She said it came out of the tree. So And people just vanish when the like with missing four one one they look over and the person's gone. Just poof. 
Yeah, poof. No evidence. <laughs> yeah. They pull them into different dimensions. Okay, so there's an update. Okay. It says, thank you all for your support. We are overwhelmed with the number of responses that we've had. Unfortunately, we can't afford to get a camera. Oh, unfortunately, we can't afford to get a camera system or trail cameras that many have recommended. I'm a disabled veteran and I had just lost my business to the COVID lockdowns and we are struggling to afford the basic amenities currently. Same. Yep. Exactly the same situation. Same, same, same. It sucks. It's awful. We do have a trail camera we could send you though. Yeah, if you would like to email us at groundzeropodcasts at gmail.com, we could talk a little bit. Podcasts with an S. Podcasts. Ground zero, P-O-D-C-A-S-T-S at gmail.com. Yes. <laughs> I messed that up before. And we could talk. See what we could do. Yeah. Maybe we could help. I mean, seriously, if you need a trail camera, If you would like us to document it. We got, we got camera gear. We can go out there and document. That's true. We are in Tennessee. So, we might be neighbors. Yeah. <laughs> that, I mean, that would be awesome to, like, have cameras out there and actually capture something. Even yeah. if it's, like, a blur. And we got backpacking <laughs> gear, so if he's like, I saw it over this way, way deep in the woods, we can go set up our... Tent? Yeah. No. I'm not doing okay. that. Okay. <laughs> okay. I'm not doing that. It's just a thought. Okay. That being said, I did go out soon after posting at night to try to get some evidence to bring here for you. Unfortunately, the camera on my phone is not great for nighttime, and it seems to make the images very grainy with low lighting. As I was sitting there that night, I did catch some strange sounds on camera, as well when I passed an area with my flashlight, there appeared to be something... But when I came back to it, there was nothing. Again, due to the lighting, it's very hard to make it out. I haven't felt comfortable going out since. My niece just came back from a week's vacation in Florida. So we plan to sit out there a couple nights and try to see if we can get anything. I'll come sit with you. This sounds fun. Yeah. But very scary, but I'll yeah. do it. Yeah. <laughs> this stuff has been happening for a while now. But it was random and far apart. Ever since this incident, I have been seeing things that I can't explain. But they seem to be happening almost on a daily basis now. Last night, when my niece arrived, we went out on the front porch to welcome her. And I noticed something that looked like a face staring at me. Oh no. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Oh no, no. But what was weird was that I was staring at it. It moved back into the shadow without moving, if that makes sense. Oh, so it like, did it like glitch back? Uh-huh. Or something? Okay, like, maybe. These are the things that I really want to get on here for you. We had an interview for a podcast and planned to do a few more, but we will post the links as we get them. There is a story of a man in Georgia who I believe saw the exact same thing I did that night. We're also going to be working with an artist to try to get a good picture to show exactly what we saw that night. If anyone wants to donate or loan a better night camera, just message me. Hey, I wonder if they ever got anyone. Yeah. 
and Sindars. Or go help them. Yeah. I'd like to help them. Yeah, that'd be cool. I would really like to keep everyone updated on the things going on. There have been other things that have happened here that I haven't mentioned in this post. I know that they might not be connected, but I feel that you should all be the judge of that. One thing is that I would like to add in this update that I hadn't thought was connected was about two to three weeks ago. My wife and I had been in an argument about something silly. She decided to walk into the woods to clear her head, and I was on the back patio when I noticed her walking down our shooting range. I asked her where she was going, and she said to cool off. I would not be walking in those woods, no matter what. Why? Not by myself. Not after everything that happened. Yeah. Why would you go out there by yourself? Is she being lured? Maybe. Now I know the chances of something happening to her was slim, but I found it odd that she would choose to go into the woods rather than simply walking down the road. Yeah. I quickly got dressed and went down to try to bring her back. I went to the end of the range and called out her name. After a few minutes of calling out, I heard nothing. Not a peep or a twig or anything. Now the weird part is that it is impossible to move around in these woods without making any sound. Oh Especially yeah, we know her. that. I was worried that she was walking out too far, but I had to get back into the house because our children were in there. It freaked me out because it was as if she had vanished. Hold up. What if she f- went through a, a like a portal into another realm, another yeah. dimension? Like, like it if she lured vanished. her to it? Yeah, and she just like went through and he can't see her and she's not making any noise because she's in another dimension now. Yeah, I mean that's what happens. All these missing 411s. Yeah. They're there and then they're, they're gone. gone. Yeah. I went back to the house and debated calling someone, but I figured I would give her a little more time. I went back to the patio and waited. About an hour, I started to get really worried. I called out her name again and decided that I would call if she hadn't returned at an hour and a half mark. After another 20 minutes went by, she came walking back out of the woods, angry that she had worried me so much, but also relieved. As I walked back up into the house, I asked her what she was thinking, and she said, what? I said, did you not hear me calling out to you? She said she only heard me like once, and she replied, now this is where it gets crazy. She said, I've only been gone for about 10 to 15 minutes. Why are you freaking out? When I told her that she had been gone for an hour and 20 minutes, she didn't believe me. Time slowed down wherever she went. Yeah. She also said that when she went down there, she didn't go very far. But when she turned around, she started walking and got worried that she was lost. She said she didn't recognize where she was, but something told her to keep walking. She said she felt strange and that the air felt different. When she came back out of the woods, she was relieved to see the house. Now the part that upsets me the most about this was that where she said she was is impossible. I was literally standing 20 to 30 feet away from that spot. If she had been there, not only would I have seen her, 
but she could have talked to me in a normal voice. More concerning is that you can see the house from this spot, and how she felt lost is mind-boggling. I don't know what this was. I thought that, again, she was just losing her mind. After reading a lot of responses, I feel that what happened to her was real. I plan to go back to where she was to prove to her that you can see the house from there, but I want her to show me exactly where all she went. I know some people have been thinking that we are crazy, but I promise that I will do whatever it takes to get proof and to keep you all updated as we figure this out. I know this is turning into a book read, but I want to be as detailed as possible. Well. Dang, that's insane. So you don't really have to worry about if um, we're going to believe you or not, because obviously we, we are, <laughs> yeah, we're definitely on the same page as far as um, believing in these creatures and uh, them being connected with the missing 411. It absolutely makes sense. Um, yeah, I mean, it's all connected, obviously. Yeah, I mean, it makes it's, it makes perfect sense. But yeah, I would like to know what area they're in because we're like right outside of Nashville. So it'd be kind of cool to go help them document it and it see, would be cool. see if we could find any anything. Yeah. That would be awesome. But terrifying at the same time. Because if we did see something, then I know we would be terrified, but then we'd have, like, everything documented, so then it would be cool. I don't know. Yeah. It'd be a crazy experience. It would be very crazy. So, I'm going to message them, see if they do need that camera or any other help. Yeah, I mean, I'm so down to go there and try to document it. But I guess we are going to wrap up tonight's episode. Um, if you guys enjoyed this, please uh, make sure to follow us. Uh, it definitely helps us grow and continue to bring you more content. Uh, if you happen to check this video out when it is uploaded on YouTube, hit a like. That helps us out. Subscribe. And make sure to ring the bell so you get notified anytime we upload videos. Follow us on different platforms wherever you listen to podcasts. Um, if you have a story that you would like to share, you could email us at groundzeropodcasts at gmail.com. That's groundzeropodcasts at gmail.com. We look forward to hearing anything you got. Scary, paranormal, cryptid encounters, alien abductions, missing 411, anything scary, bizarre, strange. Hit us up. We always enjoy reading them. But that's going to do it, guys. Good night. Sleep tight. Don't let the crawlers get you.